What does your target audience care about? What do they need and what's important to them? We're all unique individuals, but the generation we grew up in can have a subtle but surprising impact on how we think about the content we consume and the dialogues we enter into. So let's get into how our work might be understood and interpreted by different generations. Welcome to Morning Creative. I'm Mark Stedman and I'm sort of straddling the line between Generation X and Millennial. Uh, We'll get into that in a sec. But first, I was chatting to a couple of young family members uh, over the weekend. These are people in their early 20s. And we were talking about how you pronounce the film name Oppenheimer. And they both insisted. They kept saying Oppenheimer. And I was just going, that's... it was it was really bristling because one of my things, one of my you know uh, bugbears, triggers, whatever. Like I'm a real bear about this kind of stuff, and I was like, stop saying Oppenheimer. No, and because uh, genuinely, no, I was like, no one says Oppenheimer. No one does. Stop saying Oppenheimer. And they were like, but that's how our generation pronounces it. And I thought. Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's nothing to do with generations. Or at least that's what I thought. I might be completely wrong here. But I was like, no, no, no. You've just seen a couple of American TikToks who have not... Because they, they, they like the open vowel or the long vowel sound or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But it got me thinking. It's an interesting statement that, like, the authority of my generation does it this way. So, therefore, that's how it is done. And I thought, that's really interesting. So, we're going to have a look at the differences in needs and values between generations. So, we're going to go all the way back to boomers, because they're still very much here and alive and relevant and part of our world. So, these are people kind of... I'm I'm broadly generalising here, but at the time we're recording right now, in the year, year of our Lord 2024... Boomers are kind of in their mid to late 60s. Uh, Generation X is in their mid to late 40s. Millennials, uh, they're kind of the, you might say, the wrong side of 30. Uh, And then Zoomers are maybe uh, sort of heading into their 30s, sort of at the, maybe at the the top end, but they're, you know, absolutely mid 20s. So these are broad generalizations. We're looking at what people typically value or need from content or communication within these these broad bands. But there are cultural differences uh, that impact the, those values and those needs too, and we'll talk a little bit about that later as well. But by comparing values, we start to understand how our work might come across, uh, or why it is or isn't connecting with certain people. And it also helps us understand if we're speaking their language. And by comparing the needs that they have, we understand if we're being relevant and if we're being helpful. Now, I'm using words like they here, and I think it's important to recognise, of course, you fit into one of these bands as well. You will have your own communication needs. And so once you look at your your sort of generation, you might perhaps realise these are some of the things, or you might find oh, wow, actually, yeah, it turns out other people in my generation seem to value that, and I hadn't realised maybe I have a slightly different value set, but once you understand that broad band again, I think that that can be really useful. So I think it it, it may help you if you're trying to get to a specific generation and speak to them, but I think it's also useful to understand how your content, how what you make 
may be perceived by lots of different people. So let's get into it. Uh, first up, we have the boomers. These are people born between 1946 and 1964. So if it's not clear here, we're not talking about age ranges. It's actually the birth year that's the important thing because these things move and change. So it's actually not about how old you are. It's actually all to do with when you were born and what was being communicated, what was important, uh, what was valued at the time you were coming up, if you like. So boomers tend to value direct and formal communication styles. They're the give-me-the-facts generation. They like clear narratives and morals in stories. So if we're talking about fiction, they want to be able to know what they're taking away from them. They want to know kind of what the moral of the story is, and they want that, that story to, to be clear. They are the letter-writing generation, or the, perhaps the last of the, of the letter-writing generation. I'm sure it's going to come back again in the same way cassettes have, but for now, that's where we are. And they want that formality in their communication. They want that, especially in written communication. They are very much first name, last name. I'm going to put my name at the end of, of my uh, LinkedIn message or my, or my email, even though you know, metadata tells us who it's from. That doesn't matter. It's part of their communication style. They value and need that formality. And they want their stories and, and the way that we uh, communicate with them to be relatable. They want to be able to see themselves and, and, and their life or their values kind of reflected really in, in what you're saying. They're more likely to pick up the phone and call people, uh, as, as you might imagine, uh, and also to, to appreciate a phone call as well. And they like face-to-face communications. That's, that's how they want it to be done. If you think about the social in social media, that social part, really, it should be in person for them, uh, face-to-face. But they are happy getting news via social media for whatever their version of news is. You know, that may be about confirming a worldview or or getting information from a specific source that they trust or or from an authority. It's okay if that's delivered via social media, but it's got to come from that authority because they, you know, that is something that they, uh, they prize. So if you want to communicate with a boomer, keep it factual, keep it formal, and make it relatable. So next up, we go to Generation X. These are people uh, uh, born between 1965 and 1980. Generation X want efficient and clear communication. It's got to be authentic. It's got to feel real. They like user-generated stuff. It's it's. I, I kind of think of this uh, idea... Of and I think you used to see it in in Saturday morning cartoons a little bit more, and it's been in films. The the idea of like we the people we're taking over the airwaves, you know, we're having our moment. I mean, there was a film Airheads, which I think was very much a Gen X film where a band come and take a radio station hostage. Uh, we had Wayne's World, we had the public access cable stuff in America very much about we don't just want these pipes to be filled with content that's come from a central source. We want to be filling those pipes as well. We want our voices to be heard. Possibly, and this is me speculating, because the boomer generation had different values and they they valued formality and they valued, because of the world that they grew up in, those kinds of values. You know, things like the teenager didn't exist back in the boomer world and so we've now got this whole generation of of of, of people coming up who feel like not only are their voices not being heard, but it's important that their voices are heard and they have the means to do that. They have mass communication. 
they were born before the web, but they grew up hearing about it and their generation essentially invented it. I don't mean literally invented it, but they were absolutely instrumental in web culture. And even before the web, with, with news groups and emails and, and message boards, bulletin boards, things that you actually had to, where you had a specific number that you had to dial on your modem in order to access a piece of content. Generation X grew up with that stuff. And I think they have to be respected for that. Now, unlike boomers, Gen X, they like their, they, they like humor and uh, informality in their communications because they don't prize communication in the same way. Again, because the internet, you know, the idea of receiving a letter is not quite so much of a stiff formal thing, you know, so they can be more open, you know, uh, allow for humor, but I think it's important not to make it cutesy. Uh, you know, remember again, authenticity is key for Gen X. Uh, they're happy getting facts and news online um, and through things like podcasts. They're not skeptical of social media in the way that boomers are, but they are watching for the wool to be pulled over their eyes. So if there's any point at which they feel like someone's trying to hoodwink them or lead them, I think Generation X are the ones that are really going to kick against that the most. If you want to uh, communicate with a Gen Xer, be yourself, but don't make that a productized version of yourself. Bill uh, Hicks talked about a thing years ago about going after, you're going after the angry dollar, aren't you, Bill? And he's like, no, stop calling everything a dollar. I'm just angry. I'm not doing it for a commercial benefit. You know, if you're going to be yourself, be yourself for the reason of being yourself, not because it plays well. Um, get to the point, give real actionable advice. If you are giving advice, make it real, make it actionable. A little bit of the boomer in there. I think the valuing the, the sort of direct uh, information access to that stuff. And don't try and ask them to step aside. Remember, they invented the pipes that we are using now. They kicked open the doors. They had all the awkward fumblings around and trying to understand things. They did that before many of us came along. And so I think we, we forget that at our peril. So millennials, which is technically where I live, but I, I kind of do straddle Gen X and millennial just because uh, of, of my age. But millennials, typically born between 1981 and 1996. So where Generation X can be, I think, kind of lone wolves, millennials enjoy collaboration, typically. They, they like open communication um, and open feedback. Um, they're happy to work across multiple different channels and consume stuff across text, social, video. They like a personalized experience, but they want a diverse perspective. I think a, a phrase here that, that seems apt is, is think global, act local. You know, they, they value social impact, but they want to be spoken to as an individual. Like Gen Xers, uh, they want authenticity and transparency, uh, and they also dig the, the user-generated stuff as well. They want the pipes to be filled with, with stuff from their people. They grew up with social media in its infancy. So again, a little bit like how Gen X kind of built the web, millennials kind of built the social media culture that we, that we have. And of course, it's growing and evolving as new gen generations come up. But millennials, that original thing, you know, they, they probably remember MySpace or early Facebook if they're at the younger end of the scale, you know, if they're, if they're at the older end, they, they will certainly have, have fiddled around with, with MySpace and, and maybe had a page or two. 
They have a very low tolerance for intolerance. Their antennae are kind of primed for language that rubs up against the values that they hold, and they tend to hold those values quite strongly. So if you're communicating with a millennial, speak to them as an individual. Recognize the bigger picture, the bigger world and structure that they sit within because they recognize it too. And remember that they popularized cancelling. Now, this is not me going off on a, on a cancel culture thing. It's just worth remembering that, you know. And really, when we talk about cancelling, we're really saying that your speech has consequences and they will enforce those consequences if your speech rubs up against their values. And then we get to Zoomers, uh, who are born between 96 and 2012. They like their communication to be short and direct. Uh, that's how they like their feedback as well. When it comes to comms, it's an emphasis on visuals. It's It's got to be bright and striking and fun. They're looking for entertainment and also for social connection as well. It's So if you're going to educate them, if you want to teach them something, then make sure that it is short, snappy, relevant, and easy to digest. Now, they came up in the era of ubiquitous screens and social media everywhere. So they are fluent in this stuff, and they spend a lot of time on their screens. They are on trend, and they might look at you askance if you're not. So it's important to be aware of those trends. I think like every generation, especially as right now they are the youngest that are not sort of teenagers, they are the ones that are kind of going to have that look at the moment of, you know, the, the raised eyebrow and the, really, granddad, you haven't got that? You know, sort of the, the very much the, the OK Boomer type, I think. But they are the influencer generation. That's how uh, a lot of information and uh, news and opinion gets passed around. Like millennials, they are, of course, comfortable online. They're also big on authenticity uh, and social responsibility. But they learn from peers, not from authorities. You, we can see some of the echoes of that, I think, in previous generations. But I think this is the thing that, that I find really interesting is you can't be an older generation and just hand down information. I don't think it's going to fly like that. You've got to find people who are within their sphere that they trust that feel like one of them. Otherwise... They're just, it's, it's going to, the information you give them is going to feel irrelevant to them, um, I think, and they're not going to trust it. So if you're communicating with a Zoomer, have your values at the ready because you might, there might be a test. Get to the point, use visuals, um, and don't take too long. And back up what you say with examples from people of their generation. Don't rely on, on papers and wisdom from the ages necessarily. Try and back up what you say from people around them that they can identify with. And then let's not sleep on, on Generation Alpha. You know, some of them were born around 10 years ago now. And we still don't know enough about them and how they're going to develop. But some of them will be turning teenage age very soon. So we need to make sure that we're always moving and understanding and broadening our, our understanding of, of what different generations need. Now, again, as I said, these are absolute generalizations. They don't take into account neurodiversity, psychological development, economic backgrounds, geography. They're, they're, really, they are 
they're not primary colors that you want to paint with, but they are shades. They are things that you can use to shade what you're talking about. So I'll be honest, like I haven't thought that much about who I'm talking to generation-wise. Like I said up top, I'm what they call a zenial. Uh, if you wanted to really go down that route, you know, we can start really finding the substrata in 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 these sort of broader bands. And I, you know, it's not necessarily what we need to do, but I kind of do straddle that line between Gen X uh, and Millennial. You know, I, I, I got my values and a lot of my understanding of the world through the web. But I think I mostly identify with, with a slightly older generation, uh, although with a millennial's optimism. So everyone's different. But think about it this way. If we're talking about millennials, which is probably uh, who I want to work with, and let's let's say it is who you want to work with right now, because millennials entered the workforce in around 2009, and they're still, they've got still 32 years left of, let's say, productivity before they might consider retiring. Now, that means that there is still a long time that if we want to be useful in what we're doing, you know, this this is only really relating to, to people who maybe want to make informative content, that kind of stuff. If, if it's anything related to to what they do in their sort of productive phase of their life, where they're they're churning stuff back it back out into the capitalist system, then we've got thirty years where we can show up for them and be useful. And then I think a, a, a last couple of points really here is that our values might change a little as we get older. You know, our, our bodies take on different shapes, and we have responsibilities now: families, pets, kids, all that kind of stuff. And so that's, I think, what can cause those values to maybe shift over time. But the stuff we believe, I think, is is probably only going to get strengthened with age. You know, I think it, um, like like a slow cooker, those flavors develop and become richer uh, and sweeter and more concentrated over time. And so I think thinking in generational terms rather than ages is really useful here. You know, so if if you're going to sit down and think about who it is that you want to reach, think much less about what their age is, because ultimately, if you can match with their values, you can build that stronger, longer lasting relationship. Thank you very much for your time. This has been uh, this has been a really fun one. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, you know, it's one of the privileges of being able to do the show is that uh, I get to, to learn a bunch of stuff as well. And yeah, I'd love to know if you agree with any of the stuff, or disagree with anything that, that I've brought up. If you can, you know, if, if, if you have the space, depending on uh, how you are consuming this content, uh, if you want to leave me a comment, uh, always happy to, to read it. Otherwise, if you want to drop me an email, mark at morningcreative.fm is my address. Be delighted to have a conversation with you if you think you know you've missed this thing or this doesn't seem right or you're you are making a sweeping generalization that's unhelpful whatever you know your thoughts happy to hear them next time then who is the most famous person you'd want as your biggest fan so we'll do that tomorrow in the meantime you're brilliant and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon